Hello, October. It's already the first week of October. What is even happening? October, I have a weird like love-hate relationship with October. I really want to love October. I love the idea of October. I love fall. I love Halloween. Historically, Octobers are like kind of weird for me. And I was thinking about how, um, I mean, just like with seasons, just like how cyclical, like our personal seasons can kind of be. And man, the fall is always doing something weird to me and for me. And I realize that, you know, parts of that is like self-inflicted and like some of it is just like cyclical patterns and behaviors. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, also October is like, and fall in general is kind of when I feel some of like my most grounded and most creative. And so it's not all bad, but I don't know. I've spent some time this morning. Uh, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know, like making it, starting my list of things that I you know, want to try and make or bake or cook this season uh, and like allowing myself a little bit of grace and knowing that it's not going to be like in years past where I had a little bit more time on my hands to like really be able to get into the kitchen for hours on end. But um, if you know me, IRL, and probably even if you don't, Uh, I have absolutely the capacity to be very all or nothing, especially in regards to myself Um, and just like some of the pressure that I put on myself. So anywho, I spent some time this morning kind of like writing some intentions for the fall and like what I want it to look like, what I want next year's fall to look like and trying to shake off some of this like old kind of weird funky juju type shit that I swear kind of follows me into the fall every year I don't want it so anyways if you're in the same boat I don't get some writing done get that shit down on paper and again like share with me what y'all are gonna make this season because I want I want to know um, I got, <laughs> I got asked, I had like a couple conversations that inspired, uh, this episode. And I also got a couple of emails that were really sweet and I got some good questions. So we're going to kind of just jump right into it. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about, I mean, like we umbrellaed, you know, picky eaters, I picky sounds baseless to me, but Uh, Whether it's like kids or if it's your friends or um, like if you're entertaining and you have like a lot of folks with like, you know, dietary restrictions or whatever the case may be and like kind of how you navigate that. So um, in regards to children, and I have talked about this on previous episodes, um, I don't make food a thing in my house for a multitude of reasons and I'll kind of get into that but one of the reasons why I never really have made it a thing is because I I do love to cook and I love to eat and I love to feed people and so I feel like one of the best things that I could do to kind of foster that in my own house and within my kids is to number one not really make food a thing and number two my kids eat whatever I eat and it has been like that since they started eating at the table 
You know what I mean? Um, I have never made separate meals. The only times that I have ever done that is if something is like outrageously spicy, uh, because that's just kind of fucked up. (laughs) Like that's just like that's not cool. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I mean, really and truly, like just there, I never held back. I mean, if. If I made curry and Scarlett was nine months old or I made uh, pozole and Maddox, you know, like that's just what they ate. I, like there was just no other fully seasoned. What I, I mean, yeah, that's just and I feel like in lots and I, like I said, that's been like that since the very beginning. It wasn't like I introduced, you know, uh, I don't know a couple of things and was like ta-da we're gonna eat curry today I mean this has really just kind of been been like my MO and I also uh, uh, that stemmed from you know like wanting them to just kind of eat what I eat but also that like inherently makes my life easier you know what I'm saying like I'm not making two different meals I never have I don't intend on doing so and the other piece of that is like um I don't, I don't make food a thing. Like if my kid takes a couple of bites, actually, as a matter of fact, she did this last night. Scarlett actually has always been more of a um, enthusiastic eater than, than so far Maddox, who is almost 15 months old. Um, she's, she's always been since she was tiny excited about eating loved eating loved meal time was always super jazzed about it and Maddox is like finally kind of coming around into into his own and there is like excitement at meal times which is just if you have been around small children that are eating it's rather cute um but like if she wants to take four bites of food and like declares that she's done I don't care you know what I mean? Like, I know that she's not going to starve. Uh, I don't believe in cleaning your plate. I don't believe in, like, force feeding. Um, I think the only sort of, like, food rule that I have in my house is we always just try everything once, right? And at least once while it's on your plate. And, you know, you can tell me that you don't like X, Y, and Z one time. That doesn't mean that I'm never going to make it again. But, like, that day, right? Um, if we're eating fish, you know, I don't like fish, take a bite of fish. Then you can tell me that. And then like at some point I'll make fish again and she'll take a bite of it then. You know what I'm saying? But I also feel like inherently that just like makes my life easier, right? Like I'm not arguing. I'm not, um, I don't know, especially in, in single parenthood, I have absolutely, learned to I think choosing your battles in general is important right whether it's like in regards to feeding kids or just in general but that's definitely something like I have had to man really choose some of those battles wisely because I just I I, we don't have time okay like I don't have time to like sit here and like force feed my kid I don't know whatever broccoli she loves broccoli anyways I realize that some of you are probably rolling your eyes and are like man you just have like a good eater but 
I feel like if we just kind of like don't overcomplicate some of this shit, it just kind of happens naturally. Now, I'm not undermining. I like there are uh, kids and even adults with like sensory things. There are allergies there. I mean, I understand that like, yes, I do actually feel fortunate and I am aware that this is not the situation for everybody. I'm not putting a blanket on it. I'm not saying that like my experience is the only experience, but this is what has worked for me so far. And again, this was specifically just in regards to kids, but like the conversation that I was having with my friend was like, you know, how do you go about this when you're entertaining? Um, we do big gay dinners. You don't have to have gay dinner if you don't want to. <laughs> you can just have hetero dinner. But anyways, I mean, like generally speaking, the attendees that come to these dinners are all gay or queer. Um with the exception of some there's usually like one or two straight people there we still call it big gay dinner it is what it is but like we i haven't run into that um that hasn't been a thing for any of us so far to my knowledge of like you know i don't eat that or gross or i don't you know what i'm saying but um i think i don't know like I know that just with all of, again, I'm not undermining, um, you know, allergies and that sort of thing. Some of us eat differently because of our culture. That's not what I'm talking about, okay? And I think that all of us kind of understand what I'm saying. Like, how do you approach a dinner party and you have, like, two vegan attendees and you have somebody that is, I don't know, doing a fad diet or, like, is keto or how do you, you know, I'm not eating carbs. And to that I say... That's too much. <laughs> I mean, like straight up, like I actually, I have no problem cooking vegan and vegetarian. That's not how I eat in my day to day. But there are lots of vegan approaches and vegan dishes and, you know, like vegetarian options that I really love and that I cook um just in my own house and so but like when you start getting like hella nitty gritty uh y'all need to start doing a potluck because ain't nobody got time for that I mean really and truly like in terms of simplifying your life and making your life easier I think that there is like nuance there I think that there is room for exploration I think that there is room to be accommodating but not at the expense of like your sanity you know what I'm saying so um, I guess have your vegan friends over separately and then, or like potluck the fuck out of that meal because yeah, I don't know. I mean, that just doesn't, that, that doesn't sound fun to me. You know what I'm saying? Like hosting and that sort of thing is already like, it requires work, you know? And so if you have a bunch of, and you're trying to like tweak this and tweak that, I think like one option or variation is fine. But when you have like every single person coming to dinner <clears throat> has like some sort of new, yeah, y'all just need to have a potluck or have separate dinners. I, don't, I mean, I wish that I felt more helpful. And even in that conversation, I said the same thing. I was just like, I no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um, but then we also started talking about like picky eaters amongst the people that we're closest with. So like our partners and our spouses. And, um, I wish that I had more to give you. That also has not been a thing for me. In fact, <clears throat> I think about like, I don't, 
I can't really remember anybody that I have dated that, you know, had a quote picky palate, you know, at, at any, at any point. I can think of like some people that maybe were not as adventurous or, uh, or that sort of thing. But for the most part, I really don't know. I don't know how much this sounds shitty. So I'll just preface that. But like, I don't know how much softness I have for that because that would be a hella drag. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with somebody like there are very few things that I do not like. Um, Frisay is one of them. It's a fucking weed. I literally don't care what you say. I don't care what kind of dressing you're putting on it. It literally pokes you in your mouth and is like the most bitter thing in the free world. I don't know why y'all eat that, but do your thing. I'm not food shaming, but I mean, seriously, often like and canned tuna. I mean, the things that I do not like are far and few between but like I have friends whose partners you know like eat the same four things and I'm just like fuck that would suck so bad I mean like the relationship that I'm in now I mean like one of the things that we very like quickly connected on and like loved about each other was like our love of food all the food and cooking and creating and being in the kitchen you know what I'm saying and so I'm not saying that that's like a deal breaker for me necessarily but I just don't even like that would be such a bummer <laughs> like I even tried to think about what it would be like to just have somebody even somebody that was not necessarily picky but like just kind of meh about food and I absolutely have friends and people that I love that are like that right like eat out of sustaining and not because they're like oh my god I got to get my hands on this or I enjoy this meal so much but I um I have no idea how I would approach that because it's just not it's not a scenario that I have been in you know I think it's easy to say like fuck that I'm just not gonna cook for you um I I mean are y'all eating separate meals and also if you can speak to this like if this is a dynamic in your household I would love to like chat with you about it and like actually I want to know like how 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 are you guys navigating that how are you filling your cup you know as the person that really enjoys cooking and feeding people and trying new recipes and that sort of thing um and then also how are you tending to are you even tending to your partner's picky palate you know what I'm saying? So if this is something that you can relate to, I would love to hear from you. You can either uh, even send me a DM on Instagram at Ava Truckee, or you can email me at yoursandbutter at gmail.com because I've got to know what, what y'all are doing because uh, that does not sound super enjoyable to me, to be honest. But if y'all are making that kind of work in your relationship, then I'm curious. Yeah. Like what, what are y'all what are y'all doing? And so with that, yeah, I mean, that's all I got around like picky eating, <laughs> whether it's, uh, kids or like your friends or, you know, people with like a bunch of dietary restrictions t trying to pull off a dinner together. I think there has to be like some middle ground and like some gray area there for like accountability on all parts to make something work like that. And with that, I'm actually going to go into this next question uh, 
that number one, um, I was hesitant to sort of like read and answer just because um, of, I think like the tone around healthy meals and like what that means to me. And that looks different for some other families than it does for me. But I do think that they kind of tie in together a little bit. Um, and so Tammy wrote, Hey Ava, with the cold weather approaching, can you make recommendations for actually healthy meals? So why I was hesitant to answer this on this episode is like, um, healthy is a loaded word and also healthy looks hella different to lots of different people, lots of different cultures, lots of different eating styles. Um, I am somebody that has struggled with, uh, disordered eating and eating disorders since I was eight. Um, I have been like fully anti-diet for the last three years. And I can tell you that my own personal relationship with food and eating and body image is like in the best place that it has ever been. I feel like very resolved around those issues. And it really was because I chose to like get off the fucking diet train just, uh, to make an incredibly long and complicated story short. Um, I also understand that like most folks that are asking about quote healthy thing, like it's not insidious. It's not like I understand the intention behind it. And so that's why I decided to go ahead and answer, but I did answer this question, but I did want to provide context as to why healthy can be a loaded, a loaded word and a loaded statement and like, you know, healthy, Meals. I am maybe not your girl to ask for, you know, healthy options because I think generally speaking, uh, I mean, anything can be healthy. Okay. Like pump the brakes. I don't need anybody to like burn my apartment down. And I also am like hoping that those of you that are listening are like kind of understanding where I'm going with this. Like I, I get it. I mean, if you're like deep fat frying sticks of butter and eating that for dinner, like I, okay, I get that. But, um, for me and mine personally, uh, there are no things that are like off limits. Um, I don't exclude any food groups. We eat, uh, dairy. We eat carbs. We eat pasta. We eat rice. We eat meat. Uh, I mean, like we, we really do like eat all of the things. And so the word healthy is debatable, right? Like, uh, let's see. In the last couple of weeks, I have made curry. Uh, this week I phoned it in pretty hard, but I, you know, vegetables and I pulled out some stock out of the freezer that I had made, um, and made tortellini soup that I can have on the table in like 20 minutes. That's healthy to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Like there's nuance here. I think that like for the most part, food that we prepare at home for the most part, right? is like the healthier option uh, as opposed to like eating out and about. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not eating like 
you know, like heavy cream based soups every night because I probably wouldn't feel too great at the end of the week. But at the same time, like if you're preparing meals at home and spending the time to to do that and to get the ingredients, I understand that there are some people that are listening to this. So I just answer the fucking question. But like I'm never going to just do that Um, because there is there's just like too much gray area and what you think might be healthy uh, I might not and vice versa and when we really get into like accessibility in terms of like food and you know like I'm really fortunate to have access to uh, quality food and quality produce and that that doesn't that doesn't mean that that is across the board for everybody okay and so like part of part of like my wants and also my obligation is just like a a human being that has any kind of platform whatsoever is to also kind of shed light on this sort of thing so like I'm not gonna just like write out some you know quote healthy meal plan because I don't necessarily know what that looks like for you and also people that don't you know like if you're in a food desert or if you don't have the same um accessibility to food like that's a problem that's problematic you know and so I think with that if you're if you're preparing meals at home, like why don't you just start there? You know, like if you can get your hands on some produce, even if it's not fresh, even if it's in a can or frozen, start there. I am a big fan of soup and stew season. Stew, stew, soup. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know what I'm saying? Soup and sue. Oh my god, I'm done. <laughs> oh my god, I'm done. No, I have to try to do this one more. Why is that so hard? Soup and stew season. Good grief. That was hopefully the dumbest thing that I'll do all day. Um, because number one, they are for the most part easy as shit. And like I literally can just cram all of the food groups into a bowl and have dinner on the table and then have hella leftovers that I can freeze for the next time. So this is like by and like hands down my favorite time of year in terms of cooking for myself, cooking for my family, because uh, it's just easy. And so whack a bunch of shit into a pot, find a protein, find a veg, get your hands on some broth. If you can make your own, dope if you can't that's cool too get low sodium um and then go from there again if you're rolling your eyes and you're like i wish that you would have just answered that question you came to the wrong podcast because it ain't happening and also i challenge you to yeah start like i don't know asking yourself and like observing like you know what does qualify as healthy okay um, don't overcomplicate it. Just make something for dinner. Amen. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> this is cute. And, um, they did not sign their name. Uh, so I don't know who actually said this. I mean, kind of, sort of. No, I don't actually, because their Gmail was, uh, like not their name. Anywho, it says, hello, biscuit queen. 
I had your biscuits for the first time a couple of weeks ago. I met you at the market and you, and you are darling. How do you get your biscuits so good and so flaky? Mine never come out this way. Thank you. First of all, way to make my day. Um, I also am very glad that you think that I'm darling because when you saw me, especially if it was in the last couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks have been real weird for me, um, like personally and professionally. And the times that I've been at market, like, I, I mean, I'm a business owner and I'm also a human being, right? And so I have been crazy town tired. I mean, I get up at two o'clock in the morning anyways to bake and get everything set up and whatnot on Saturdays for the market. But good Lord, if you thought that I was darling and at any point during the last couple of weeks, you are my hero because I feel like I was lots of things the last several weeks and darling is at the bottom of that list. So anywho, girl butter. <laughs> so like there are uh copious amounts of butter in my biscuits uh I was gonna say sorry to say but I'm actually not gonna apologize for that because yes ma'am that's why they are as good as they are and the texture of them the flakiness that you're referencing it's all technique that's all it is um yes I mean a, like with any recipe a good recipe is gonna get you far but in terms of like especially the things that I bake personally for the bakery um they are very much technique based do you know what I'm saying um it's all in the technique and so I'm flattered and I am very grateful that you had such nice things to say about my biscuits and with that I actually am going to be um, recording a biscuit class to share with y'all. Uh, and that will be available here in the next couple of months. And I'm thrilled about that. Uh, it's something that I wanted to do for a while now. And with like all of the emails and I don't know, just conversations with people, I think that it's, I think that it's going to be really good. So again, I appreciate you. So I wish that I come back and see me and introduce yourself because I love to put faces with names. Um, but thank you. And I'm really glad that you enjoyed them. Um, and then the last question I got, which is actually one of my most favorite things to talk about. I don't know why. I feel like it's really weird. But like when we went into quarantine <clears throat> real heavy, you know, like at the beginning of uh, March in 2020, a lot of people were talking about... Um, like kitchen staple items, you know, like your pantry staples. And I geeked the fuck out over that. Like I was thrilled to have those kinds of conversations. And so this question, um, is reads, hi, Ava, I'm moving out of my ex-husband's house and I need to fully stock my cabinets and fridge. What are your favorite staples? And again, this is just something that I could really and truly bang on about. So here we go we're going to broad stroke it and like you can pull from this what you will and you can like leave what you're not down with but I'm going to kind of cover the whole shebang um from like condiments to like some <clears throat> well let me just shut up and let me just tell you what I'm what some of my favorites are 
I think that it's important if you're not a baker, then you can tell me to fuck off. But even if you're not like all purpose flour, sugar, baking powder and baking soda. Like those are just kind of like baking essential 101. You know what I'm saying? And obviously like uh, sugars and salts and brown sugars. And you can kind of get into like some specifics with that, but for sure, the four aforementioned, um, that's something that like I always have in my cupboard at all times. Um, other things that I think are really necessary to have on hand are like plain rolled oats, not necessarily quick oats, but just like old fashioned oatmeal, uh, breadcrumbs or panko rice, um, a variety of beans. And I also generally have some kind of tomato, like canned tomato type situation. I usually buy, um, crushed tomatoes in like a big ass can. What was that? 20, 28 ounces or whatever. Um, and then like obviously salt and pepper. Okay. Uh, if you want to get into like spices, let's not get into spices. <laughs> let's not. I also think that like having alliums are, is always super important. So, um, onions, garlic, shallot. I always have those like in my basket. If you like buy a bag of potatoes and keep them, you know, like in a cool, dark place like out of the don't put them in the fridge and don't just like leave them out on the counter but like those will last and say same with like onions and alliums as well and then some of my favorite condiments are like I'm always gonna have olive oil on hand and I'm also always gonna have like a a high um heat so like grapeseed or like canola or vegetable oil um I'm always going to have vinegars. I think that like vinegar in general is super underrated and super undervalued in the kitchen. So I always have apple cider vinegar on hand. I always have red wine vinegar on hand. Um, and most often I just have like regular standard vinegar as well. Also adjacent to that is like keeping citrus on hand, even if it's just like a lemon or a lime, I think is really helpful and beneficial. I also like to keep like tomato paste in a tube in the fridge. Um, and I also really, I, I mean, I love cooking with, um, soy like a, a very and obviously now we're getting into like a little bit more specifics but I also love soy sauce in general for like tomato based dishes um we should do an episode on that I'm actually gonna make a note um because I just feel like there are so many things that we can do for tomato based dishes when they feel flat and like soy sauce a lot of times or and or vinegar like red like a couple splashes of red wine vinegar um, I always have fish sauce on hand. Um, I love a homemade curry moment. Obviously there's like a lot more steps to that. And I have zero fucking shame buying like the jar of 
whatever, like green or red curry. I generally have those on hand. I wish that I did actually make a list at one point, And unfortunately, I don't have that list in front of me. Um, and I feel like I might be forgetting some things, which is stupid because here I am recording a podcast for y'all, but I do feel like for the most part, I, I covered, I covered a good amount. So like, yeah, again, just to recap, like rice and oatmeal have some kind of like legume situation or even not, you don't even need cans of beans. I mean, you can have like bags of dried beans as well. Um, some kind of stock. So I, I mean, I have stock, I have a couple boxes of stock in the cupboard right now. And I also have, um, some frozen homemade stock, um, a couple different kinds of vinegar. Make sure that you have olive oil. If you are a baker, you know, make sure that you have, uh, flour and baking soda and baking powder, sugar, uh, if you're a coffee drinker, that's a staple in my house for sure. Uh, if you ask Scarlett, she'll tell you like popsicles are in fact seasonal year round. And so that's her request that she always wants popsicles. But anyways, I know that, like I said, we didn't necessarily get into spices and that sort of thing. And that also just kind of, I don't know, if you have salt and pepper, start there. And if you have alliums, then you don't necessarily have to worry about things like garlic powder and that sort of thing. So start there. I hope that's helpful. Um, been there, done that. Godspeed to you. And I'm going to catch up with y'all next week. Enjoy the rest of your week, y'all.